Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, welcome back to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. This is uh, it's going to be a fun session today. We're going to talk a lot about the sales process. And one of the things that I always share with you guys on the program is that I I give the advice to marketing to walk in the shoes of sales, to really understand the sales process so that they can actively participate uh, with that. And I'm very pleased to have James Henderson, who is not a head of marketing and not a head of sales, but actually the CEO for Exclusive Resorts. And if you've never heard of Exclusive Resorts, well, I think you're also in for a treat today because I know a lot of you post-COVID might want to think about getting away and doing something fun as as I did. And we'll talk about that. But let me welcome James. James, thanks so much for joining. Thanks, David. It's great to be on. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, great. We'll talk conversation. Yeah. Great, great to have you. Uh, let me give you guys some context. So I, I think most of you know who tune into the program regularly, who've been tracking what's happening uh, in our world over here at DemandGen, the company. We joined forces with BDO Digital uh, on March 16th. So just a couple months ago, um, we did a transaction and, and I took my company that I've you know founded and, and run for 14 years with my team and we joined forces, like I said, with BDO Digital. And when you sell your company uh, and do something like that, you, you do start to think about, you know, what do I wanna do you know, from an ROI perspective? Put 14 years into the business, what do I wanna do? And I'm, I'm not someone who was looking really to, to change anything dramatic in my life, but in the, in the, in the era of COVID, I think the thing that was on all of our minds was I want to get out and have experiences again. I want to, I want to travel. I've never had the aspirations of owning like a vacation home or something like that. I've thought about it, but I'm not someone who anchors myself to just one place. I like to move around. And so that thought, uh, coming up in conversations with some of my friends, uh, two friends of, of Tiffany and I, my wife and I, uh, are members of exclusive resorts, the Reynolds and the Goldblatt. Shout outs to those guys. And they said, you know, Dave, if you're thinking about having some great experiences, we joined exclusive resorts several years ago and they swear by it. So I went through the sales process and it was so phenomenal and so terrific and really so digital uh, that I, I uh, invited James to come on the program, who's been really chief architect, not only in running the company, but in, you know, creating a very frictionless sales experience. So thanks again, James, for for joining. Let me ask you a question. Uh, w w how long ago was it that you joined Exclusive Resorts? Because you were in the jet industry, private jet industry, prior to that. I was, right? yeah. yeah. Um, so I joined Exclusive in uh, in October 2019, um, literally sort of pre-COVID. Um, so it was kind of interesting entrance into travel and hospitality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've been there for 18, just over 18 months now. And we've, we've been going, going through a pretty interesting I guess the change process in the organization, I'll talk more about that in a minute, but I'll give you sort of a quick idea of where I came from. So um, British by nationality, um, left the UK a long time ago, um, spent a lot of time in, in the luxury goods industry, um, have lived in eight different countries, was in Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, had a brief stint in, uh, in Formula One for a number of years, five years, working with the Red Bull Sauber Patronus team, and then got into the yachting industry. So I worked for a company called Ferretti Group for, uh, I think, eight years, seven years, something like that, I think, um, um, running as president and CEO for Freddy Group for the Americas, um, selling yachts from sort of a million dollars up. Um, and, um, and then I went to private aviation, joined ExoJet in 2016, I think it was. And then um, I went to VistaJet, 
And then I was approached uh, last year by Steve Case and Philippe Bourguignon, who are the co-chairman of, well, actually I was approached by Headhunter, but um, was introduced to Steve uh, and Philippe, um, who are both super interesting characters, um, about exclusive resorts. And, and you know, I'm at a point in my, my life and my career, um, much as you are, David, that I just want to work with people I like and I enjoy and I respect. And I, I just thought that both of these guys are incredible. Um, and I like the exclusive resorts business. I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a phenomenal um, um, business. I think the member base is exceptional. The people are exceptional. The product is, is awesome. And so I joined in 2019, October. Um, and we've sort of gone through a change process. We have, um, you know, we've, we've really revamped the front end of the business on the commercial side. We've changed a lot in marketing approaches, sales approaches, but it's been fun. It's a great company, great people, great product. Um, a little bit of sort of an overview of, of what we do. So Exclusive Resorts, is a, it's a members-only um, vacation club, and we're a private club. We have um, just over 4,000 members. Uh, we have 400 homes um, and experiences across 75 destinations. And, um, and then we do, in addition to that, we have what we call once-in-a-lifetime journeys, which yeah. are, um, we do about 25 um, plus of those per year. These are member-only trips um, that we do. And um, um, just all these bucket list things, trips out to Antarctica. Um, we do, we, last year we did around the world by private jet trip. Um, we do sorts of different things that, that I think uh, resonate with members. And we have private travel and, and, and other things. But um, that's a bit of an overview of, of, of who we are yeah. and, and what we do. I, I don't think a lot of people you know, know it. Like you said, you, you've got a 4,000 you know, uh, client base and so not everybody knows it. Um, I want to, uh, I want to talk about the sales sales process because I, I think most of the people who are listening into this program, a lot of marketing practitioners, <clears throat> certainly some people too, and things that we talk about are things like know your ideal customer profile. So we'll talk yep. a little bit about that today mm -hmm. and then look at the, look at the customer journey, which people say, you know, it starts during the buying process and it does. And, and the reason I want to have you on the program and unpack all this is because First of all, I experienced it. And then second of all, I just think that we can really highlight a very effective sales and marketing process. So mm -hmm. let's start off with, you know, the the lead source. Um, it was through word of mouth, right? It was the Reynolds yep. and the Goldblatt saying to yep. me, we've joined this, Dave, and you and Tiffany uh, might like it. So it was mm -hmm. word of mouth referral, which I imagine is a big part of, of, the, of the business. I don't recall... James, if I had ever seen an advertisement or a LinkedIn ad or, you know, anything, um, but I heard, I had heard of it in the past and they brought it to the attention. So what did I do? I sat down like most, you know, buyers today, went to the internet, went to the website and then down on the bottom, like you said, there's 400 properties. So down on the bottom is a form that says, if you want to basically take a look at what all the properties are that was the fastest way for me to download something because I could click all the pages of the site of which I was doing, but that was the way to do it. And of course that was your lead bait. That was, you know, the, the form that I fill out to get something that would make the perusing of all the different properties that much easier. Although there's a great videos on, on YouTube within minutes, I was contacted by the, uh, SDR and that's Jesse, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. It was, it was interesting, James, because when I had her reach out to me, I thought, I like what I'm experiencing right now because it was so fast. And you don't always get that kind of follow-up unless people have really dialed in. You guys use a CRM system. You know, you, you, you use a lot of the technologies that, that all of our clients use in, in B2B mm -hmm. marketing. 
your B2C, but it's a considered purchase. So it's very relevant to the same type of tools and technologies. So she contacted me within minutes and I imagine that's, that's part of your playbook. And so when Jesse got on the phone and, and she, uh, I was talking to her, I go, Hey, listen, I'm going to either make this really easy for you or really difficult for you. But I train tons of salespeople and tons of marketing people on very frictionless buying process. So I'm going to, I'm going to help you and remove a lot of the friction, uh, from this process. Cause you're going to, you're going to qualify me right now. And so I just told her like, here's what's happening in my life. Here's what I'm looking for. I own a ton of Marriott, uh, timeshare, have it in my family forever. So I just mapped out like all my, what I thought would be her ICP mm-hmm. qualification yep. criteria of where she could, she could, um, decide if, if I was worthy of, of talking to mm-hmm. someone else, which turned out to be Carrie, uh, as you know, in the sales process. So tell me about from your perspective, how much of what she is asking and qualifying is blueprinted out for her um, so that this is, you know, a consistent process across your SDR team. So before I answer that question, let me yeah. just sort of go with something which I think is really important that you just said. Um, I am a great believer in speed of response. Um, I think it is it is absolutely critical. I, and I, I impress upon our organization um, this. I learned this in the private aviation industry. I, I, I went from selling a product in the yacht industry to, to, to a service business. And, and, um, and I'll explain why this is relevant in a second, but... The private aviation business, um, I was working for a charter company, and you're only as good as your last flight. Right? Yeah. So if the flight isn't good, then you know people can walk. But you maintain that stickiness with a client through just this um, obsessive, I, I like to use the word maniacal a lot, I use it internally, and this maniacal focus on the member experience right, or the client experience. And if you are fast and if you are good, you don't always have to be right and have the right information, but you have to get back to people really quickly. And, and I learned that a lot. I worked with some incredible people in private aviation who were just exceptionally good at that. And our best guy, um, a guy called Dan Cohen, actually, who's now in Wheels Up, he's a phenomenal character. I said to him one day, I said to him, what is the secret of your success as a sales guy and, and dealing with, with relationships? And he said to me, he said, it's very simple. He said, he said, it's speed of response. He said, I'm always going to be the first person back um, to someone when they reach out, if they have an issue or if they have a question, uh, I'm going to be the first person back. And he said, I'm not necessarily going to give them all the information they need. I'm going to give them enough, but I'm going to engage and then I'm going to, going to get what they need. And this is what we are very focused on at Exclusive Resorts. We're very focused on that initial speed of response and getting back to people and getting back to people quickly um, with the information they need and engaging in, in that dialogue. So that's the first thing that I think is really important with, within any sales organization. I think you have to be really fast. Yeah, totally, um, totally to f- agree faster than everybody else, right? Yeah. And you've got, and it's not all the information you get back. So that's the first thing. And the second thing in terms of the qualification process, um, there isn't really a blueprint to this. Um, what we do is we just try and find people. And this is the recruiting process, is finding really good people. And one of the things I, I talk about a lot is, and I, I, we can talk about culture as well a little bit, but I'm a great believer in corporate culture. Um, I also believe in um, in a saying that we also use, use ExoJet, in hiring good people that are good at their jobs. Mm-hmm. I want to hire people that are of good moral character, um, that people connect with, people buy from people that they like and that they want to buy with because they want to be part of something. And it's that personal connection that people have. Absolutely. And, and also having people, that first interaction that you have within any organization is absolutely critical because that sets everything up for you. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you do that right and that first interaction is good, it's critical. It's not only just with sales, um, we have a guy that runs our recruitment process and his name's Chris Cornelius, he's a phenomenal character, mm-hmm. right? And he is a sales guy, effectively. He's not really, he came from a different, the member services side of the business, but 
he's this super articulate, polished, eloquent guy. And he's out there. He's the first interaction that anyone who applies for a job with exclusive resorts has. Um, and so he puts our best foot forward and he presents us really well. Right. And those things to me are, <clears throat> are, are critical because <clears throat> if you get that right, then that sets everything up for you. So in terms of your question about the blueprint of, of the client, I mean, we have a, a very good idea of, of obviously who our members are, right? We have a very clear profile of who they are. Um, a lot of our members have been with us for a long time. Um, we bring in about 100 new members a year. We're, we're going to increase that slightly as we start to expand the portfolio. Um, but we're looking for people that fit a certain type of, of, of character. And that's not necessarily based on 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 age or, or background. It's really more about we're looking for people that um, obviously like to travel. Um, they're curious. We want people that will fit with the rest of the membership base, um, people that have interesting backgrounds. I mean, everyone... You know, who comes into exclusive resorts there's obviously you know based on the price point and what we do there's a sort of qualifying factors in terms of of, of net worth and, and and things like that um, um but there's also an element that we want people that are going to integrate nicely with other members of the club because <clears throat> effectively we are a club right um and at some point you're going to go on journeys and experiences and you're going to meet other people and other families and and we want you to connect with those people and and when you do the once in a lifetime trips whether you do the antarctica cruise or the the med cruise or you go on one of the the barge journeys or you you go up, um um on a safari or something like that you'll meet other members and what happens with that is these members often connect and they end up traveling again with each other or sometimes they end up sharing homes with each other um, or they meet each other in property and things like that. So um, so we try to train people in the sales organization to be very open-minded, very flexible to create that connection. But we, but the, the key part of it starts with recruiting. And so the, the process of, of, of sales, it's really about recruiting the right people. It's onboarding them in the right way. And then to some extent, you know, as long as you're training them and you get the right people, you've got to sort of get out of their way a little bit. Mm-hmm. And kind of let yeah, them, let them adapt their own style a little bit, bring their own personality yeah. into it. But so, so key things is uh, find the right type of, of sales rep. 100%. Uh, you know, take the time that that's needed to, to vet them and then bring them uh, on board and onboard them properly. A- after, so, so Jesse and I had our first call and then I can't remember if we had a second one, but we had the very first call mm-hmm. and then she connected me with, with Carrie, which again, very common in B2B sales process. SDR does that screening, qualifying, answer preliminary questions, and then moves to the next stage of the, mm-hmm. the buying process. So then I had the, the call with Carrie. And one of the things that I really liked that Carrie did, and by the way, you, you can feel the consistency in culture from team member to team member. I've met now probably five different team members. Uh, Molly, who's our ambassador or concierge, I'm not sure, exactly the official title, but you know, now that I've become a club member, uh, we work with Molly and, and you can feel this very consistency. Yep. It reflects in your brand because you've created a team that that's very culturally aligned. But so Carrie said to me this, this interesting comment, she goes, listen, in terms of some of the communication, uh, back and forth that we're going to have, you know, what's your preferred preference of communication? She goes, I'm a big texter. So if that's okay with you, um, you know, would happy to just, you know, converse over the phone, um, through texting. And I really like that because, first of all, it does resonate with me because that is my preferred um, method of communication. But um, it also connected her very closely with the client or the the prospect immediately, right? She's got my mobile phone number. And let's face it, you can miss an email or not respond to an email very quickly 
but every text message is going to get through. So Carrie and I started conversing and I asked, you know, some qualifying questions. And um, what I loved about Carrie's sales style, one of the things that stood out is she knows many of the questions that that come up. She knows that people are going to ask, um, so how do I do about scheduling if I want to stay at a particular mm -hmm. property? Um, the mm -hmm. cost issues, the the um, factors year to year and the planning and where the locations are. So she mm -hmm. said to me, she goes, she goes, hey, listen, you probably have a few questions um, that are typically going to come up. Do you want me to just handle some of the most common questions that, that I'm often asked? And so again, she she did it in a way which is she has, I'm not going to call it a script, but there's a there's a conversation that she's going to have. And, and the way that she approached, I think was nice. Like I'm going to answer your questions mm -hmm. and solve rather than sell by answering those things to you. That, that thing really, uh, her approach really stood out to me there. And, um, you know, just her communication frequency and pattern and respectful, like, Hey, do you want me to follow up with you on the weekend? Or do you want to wait till Monday for our next, you know, so very, very collaborative and very warm, mm -hmm. uh, was the style. And so then there was the, and, and again, frictionless. I fill out a form, have a conversation with Carrie. She captured some information, passed it on uh, with, with Jesse rather. She, uh, she connected me with, with Carrie. Carrie and I talked within the next 24 hours. And I would say the entire sales process was about a total of two weeks. And you may recall this, you guys were going to your very first, you know, come out of, of COVID and get together. Yes, Did you guys go to, was it Colorado or? Uh, we were in uh, Deer Valley. Yeah. In Deer Valley, okay, in Utah. Yeah. So then you guys are getting together, and I thought, you know, she probably, you know, having uh, known so many salespeople my whole career and worked with so many, how fun would it be for her at a national sales meeting to sign on a client during the meeting and be able to walk in and and do a toast? So that was that was the hope. That was what I wanted to deliver for her because she had been so wonderful uh, working with me. And DocuSign failed us. Um, sorry, DocuSign, but but she sent me the DocuSign agreement. Mm -hmm. as she headed out there and I got it, but I didn't, it never arrived in my email and it turned out mm -hmm. to be a system issue on DocuSign uh, that they got. But that was the first part of the process that friction actually set in. And it wasn't even her fault, right? She mm -hmm. sent out the DocuSign and said, you know, text message, Hey Dave, should be in your inbox. Went to my inbox, nothing. I'm like, all right, it's traveling, nothing later. So mm -hmm. she's at the event and I'm trying to, you know, do what the plan was <laughs> that I wanted to do, you know, deliver okay. a signed contract. She said, that's really weird. Now she's at the event. So she's working with, you know, you guys there and collaborating mm -hmm. and sure mm -hmm. having a glass of wine. And so that took several different attempts. And candidly, I felt frustrated. I'm like, I'm having to keep going back to my Gmail account. I'm not getting this document. I felt frustrated there. So for the rep, she's wondering if the client's going to sign. I'm feeling frustrated because now something's not coming through. And I'm like, does she have the right email address? What's going mm -hmm. on? Like, it was weird. And then she actually thought like, are you punking me? Like, are you actually, you know, uh, messing with me right now? Because, you know, I told her that I was going to track the sales process because James and I would probably have a conversation someday about it. And so she thought that I was messing with her. Well, it turned out it wasn't. So anyway, we worked it out, became a member, and then was introduced to the next member of your team, uh, which was Molly. And again, felt that same experience so what how are you doing what you're doing and how involved are you as a ceo in looking at this type of sales process and someone who like you said you you want speed to lead and and a frictionless process well i think i mean it, it's it's getting again it comes a lot, a lot of it's come to culture right i mean it's getting the right team that collaborate and the, that work really well together 
And then I think in terms of the specifics of the process, um, it's about adaptability, right? I mean, you have to make sure that you adapt to whoever you're talking to, you've got to adapt to the speed of the person that you're talking to. And you have to know when to sort of accelerate a little bit and when to pull back a little bit. Um, I think you're, you're, the comment about texting is, is an interesting one because texting can be, it can be a great way to connect, um, but also sometimes it can be intrusive. So what you don't want to do is do something where, you know, you start texting and people get a negative reaction. You have yeah. to find out what is the right speed for you. So if you came back and said, well, I prefer email, I can organize it, I put it in my inbox better and you can call me and at certain times you can call me, then we would adapt to that and we would we would do that. Mm -hmm. The fact that you like to text, we'll communicate. And she what she did in that process, which I think is, is smart, the first thing is, is she found the right channel for communication for you that was going to resonate with you. The second thing is she didn't, and I think this is where a lot of salespeople um, are not successful sometimes, is, is we want you to talk to us and we want to we want to solicit a um a conversation because we want to get to know you we want to know what resonates with you what what's gonna what are the things you're looking for and what you want is it really the right fit for you yeah. is it not the right fit for you and if we can get the 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 prospect to talk to us about that and we're not selling or overselling because you've you've already been on the website you've seen it you've spoken to a member um you've spoken to jesse you've got an idea of who we are and what we do now you're trying to figure out is this the right fit for you and you're going to figure out is there a value point here so what we want to get across to you is is the value prop of the club, um, which some of it you will have got from that website in that initial discussion. The website, by the way, we're about to completely relaunch the website in about three weeks, um, which we can talk about a bit later. But um, And then what we want to do is we want to get you talking a little bit about what your needs are. And so what, Je what, what Carrie then did was she gave you a few planted questions of these are the sort of things I tend to hear. That stimulates a conversation. And then based on your answers, she's picking up which direction you want to go in and what is important to you and what is not important to you. Um, and that's really about the feel of that conversation and then understanding when to sort of move the conversation a bit more quickly and when to come back. All of this backed up by that speed of response. So when you ask for something, we get back to you. And unfortunately, DocuSign um, um, failed us this time, but we get back to you with things quickly. So you feel that, that is a frictionless, seamless process because, um, you know, Obviously, you, you know members, so you've had that endorsement. 50% of our, our business has historically come through um, through member referrals. Um, and even if it doesn't come through member referrals today, when it's an organic lead that comes through, most people know a member. They've got some sort of a connection. If they don't know a member, we encourage them to go and talk to a member because you should understand what it is um, that the club is offering. Um, but that, that process is really to try and, and make sure you get the right information, the information that you need, to position you for the decision that you're going to make because you're making a decision without really experiencing it. You're not, I mean, you're, you're, it's, it's not an insignificant investment. Um, it's a long-term commitment. Um, and you're doing that without really having gone and tried before you buy, unless you traveled with a member. So, um, so we try to just calibrate that process in terms of the actual sales process very carefully um, and making sure you have, have the right information. Um, and we do it at the right speed and, and with the right channels of, of communications. The other thing that is really important in this process, and you mentioned Molly, is the transition from Jesse to Carrie to Molly is critical. Because one is you need to feel that you have like-minded people in mm -hmm. that process. 100%. And then when we, when we put you with an ambassador, we try to make sure um, on the back end of this that the, um, the ambassador that you work with really resonates with you from a personality perspective. Because this is your primary connector to the club. This is the person that's going to work with you and your family. They're going to get to know you. Um, 
Um, I mean, as you know, well, I'll just explain it for the benefit of um, the guys listening. The the process that we do is when you we sign up and you join the club, we give you a what we call a vacation ambassador, and that vacation ambassador is your your ambassador for life at exclusive resorts. Um, and obviously, if it, if that person doesn't resonate or the chemistry doesn't work, we'll we'll find someone that's a fit. Most cases, we get it right and it works because we've done it for a long time. But what we also do is um, we sign when we sign you up. There's an onboarding process, so we want to know. What activities do you like? What are your food preferences? What if, what if you drink wine? What wine you drink? What sort of um, um, experiences do you want? Do you want to do mountain destinations? Do you want to do a, a, a range of things? Are you a big skier? Are you someone who likes beaches? Um, so we figure all that out at the beginning, and then we plan out your vacations over two years. And the idea is that the vacation ambassador that you have gets so in sync with you and Tiffany and the family that they really understand um, and, can, and can give you ideas of things that you might never have thought of. When I'm a, we have different types of people. We have some people in the club that are meticulous planners and they have everything planned out over the next two years of their travel and they're looking in the, the, the source, which is our, uh, our system where you, you book um, the trips and they, they do a lot of that themselves. You get other extremes, people like me. Um, I'm not a very good planner, truthfully. I'm not, I, I'm not the irony of me running a vacation club is I, I'm not a typically good vacationer. I'm trying to be better. Um, <laughs> so, but, what, but I can't think beyond the, the end of like four weeks out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I work with uh, um, with this woman called Erin, who is just phenomenal. And she comes back and she's like, yeah, you know, I, I, you said you might be interested in this. I saw a couple of dates here. I think this could be interesting for you. I'm like, that sounds really interesting. I'm going to go and do that. And it might be something I'd never really have thought of, but she's thinking about that for me, right? And then the fourth step in the chain of the process, and we're getting a little bit away from sales here, but I think it's relevant, is when you get on site, we have a destination concierge. Um, and each concierge, the ratio is about three to four homes or families to one concierge. Okay. And so it's, it's sort of more like a, I, I don't know, I still haven't found the right word for this. I think it's somewhere between a concierge and a butler. Because mm-hmm. we're in the home every day. We're, we're going to check on you in the morning. We're going to organize everything for you. We'll do literally everything that you need to make that trip special. We'll provision the home with for you. We'll put all the groceries in it for you when you arrive. Book all your activities. We'll organize private chef experiences or spa treatments or outdoor activities. We'll have people come into the homes for people. So all of these things that, that we will do, but every single one of those and the, those transitions has got to be a seamless transition because you, in, in, at every stage of this, this is again where I think, you know, we differentiate a little bit of exclusive resorts. Yeah. This is where we differentiate from other, other vacation type platforms is you're with a fully dedicated exclusive resorts person every step. So when you're in the homes, we, those homes are fully controlled and operated by us mm-hmm. and the people that you're, that, that are looking after you in those homes are 100% working for exclusive resorts. Um, some of them may be employed by the resort itself, but they are 100% working for us. So if you're in a montage or somewhere like that, um, that is a dedicated montage person that works exclusively for us. So we control that thing soup to nuts. Then on the back end of that, what we do, continuous feedback loop is every single um, day when you, you or at the end of every trip, you fill out a member survey, hopefully you'll fill out a member survey, um, and that member survey gets aggregated and those member surveys are collected. And we'll ask you about overall experience on one five housekeeping, concierge experience, ambassador experience. Um, then there's a free form section of what was good and what was not good. Not what was not good, but what, do you, what were your experiences, any feedback you have for us on these different things. That then gets aggregated and automated into an, into an email that goes out to about 80 people in the company at 7 a.m. 
every single day of the year, 365 days of a year. And then somebody then responds to that. Typically, our head of member services, Sarah O'Neill, she then responds to that. And if there's any score that we think is substandard for where we want to be, you're going to get a call probably from somebody in the management of the company. Um, and what we also do with that is we give shout outs as well. So, you know, if, if there was a great experience with the concierge or great experience with the ambassador and you write that in, we will then present that to the company and we will talk about that on our, our daily calls. So this is this positive reinforcement of the culture. So people feel that they're engaged. So Kerry is a salesperson to bring it back to the sales function. She has visibility across the entire process. So she sees your trip report. She'll see what you say. She'll see the member surveys. Everyone yeah. else sees that. And that's what enables us to, to I think, create the seamless experience from the very first interaction that you have with exclusive resorts through to every trip you do in destination. That's got to be absolutely perfect. I, it's, it's fascinating for me to hear you explain it um, because I lived it. And what I hope everyone is, is really hearing, like, let's not give lip service to this talk of knowing thy buyer and knowing that buyer's journey because James and his team are really living it. They, they have mapped out that entire experience, which started with that first engagement uh, and, and I'm living it and going through it. I feel the brand consistency by all the team members. I feel a consistent um, pattern. Uh, like you said, that speed, the cadence. Um, I, I feel that, again, consistently with everyone. Uh, and it wasn't like when when I stopped communicating with Carrie and started communicating with Molly that it became very email-centric. You know, Molly will still send me a text message um, you know, we're getting together with a family. We're going to Telluride in, in August. And so we're conversing about that. And there was some scheduling. Tiffany and I are coming up on our 30th anniversary. We said, okay, we'll go to Hawaii uh, for that. And so I'm feeling this experience. I want to come back to, to the sales process because, again, I would encourage everyone to, like, get on a whiteboard now that you can all get together again. Look at the buyer's experience that you are providing. Whether it's something like an exclusive resort or it's a piece of tech, that experience really shouldn't matter. If, if I become a user of, of, let's say, Salesforce as a licensee, I got to tell you, this: the folks at Salesforce, I change account executives every single year, and it's frustrating because every single year, I have to have a new conversation with the AE there and ramp them back up on who my company is and how we use Salesforce and what we do with it, and it puts a burden on me. I love that, that relationship that uh, you guys are intentionally creating with the customer. Uh, let's go back to the buying process, though. Carrie did something during the sales process, which a lot of salespeople will do during a certain buying process. Mm -hmm. And that is the discount, offering something in exchange for the business. Could be, you know, buy one, get one free. It could mm -hmm. be a discount. It could be some kind of limited time offer. And she introduced that into the sales process. Tell me a little bit about that uh, in terms of how intentional that is, how much flexibility each rep has, how you've, have you set that up? Because everybody quote, loves a deal. Uh, and you know, that's part of the buying process. How have you guys brought that into your sales process? She did that. Yeah. I'm going to uh -oh. Sorry, Carrie. <laughs> no, look, I mean, I think, you know, we, so we decide at the beginning of the year, obviously how many members we want to bring in, um, through the year. And what we try to do is we want to make sure that the members that we do bring in, as I say, are, are people that we think resonate um, within the club. So we have some flexibility in terms of the pricing that, that we offer. And sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. Um, and some of that is based on the conversations. Some of that is based on, um, you know, where we are in the year in terms of, um, in terms of the process. Um, so we give the salespeople a margin to work with. We allow them to, to sort of figure that out. And I think that's something that 
um, and they will use that judiciously. Um, sometimes they do use it, sometimes they don't. Um, and then, you know, if they need to, to uh, there's escalations in that and, and they'll come back to us and decide and we'll decide if we, uh, yeah. uh, if there's a specific member that we want and, we, and they have a certain travel profile that we think is interesting. Then we'll take that into account as we as we look at the uh, the application. So, it's it really depends on on um, on really the the member. It depends on the timing, a little bit. We don't always offer um, that at all. Um, um, it depends on really how the uh, how the discussion goes. So, uh, a lot of variables that we that we bring into it, and we try and time that. Most of the um, the uh, the salespeople, the regional directors, have a pretty good feel. And they can understand when and how they use something like that. So, yeah. um, um, so there isn't really a sort of a one size fits all to it. Quite honestly, yeah. it's not like we have a we have a, a predefined formula. It's just it's very depend dependent. And yeah. um, and as I say, we we want we basically want families that we think will resonate with the club and will be good members because um, you're going to travel with us for for a long time. Um, we have ten year, thirty year memberships that we um, that we do. I want to come back to the, to the pricing discount because. What you're doing for the reps is what I want to underscore, is giving them a chance like business owners to think intelligently. Should there be a discount that's offered? How much margin? What should it be? Take a look at Blockbuster, right? That was a video store that all of us went to for a period of time. We yep. all rented our videos there, and it was actually a good video store, the way it was laid out and the merchandising. But the the, the person at the desk uh, who, when Reed Hastings walk up and tried to return Apollo 13. She wasn't trained by exclusive resort. She wasn't, you know, they, it wasn't the same culture. You know, she, she stood there at the desk and said, you know, that'll be $40 in late fees. And he's like, $40 in late fees, that, that's ridiculous. It's exorbitant. And she's like, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. And that led to the demise of Blockbuster because Reed walked out of the store, waved goodbye uh, with probably the middle finger and and started Netflix and put them out of business because of that one lack of empowerment mm -hmm. that that she had. And you're doing, you know, obviously just the opposite, which is I'm empowering our people to be smart about getting a deal done. Don't don't give away the farm, you know, but but use your discretion uh, to keep advancing the sales process. And I I want to I want to applaud that and what you guys are are doing there. The mobile app. Let's talk about the mobile app. Uh, yep. And, and the whole interface, because that's part of the product, right? You're, mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, not part of your mar marketing messaging team, but to me, what you're selling is experiences, right? And you're, you're providing those experiences um, in these wonderful, beautiful homes around uh, the world. And the experience about booking and confirming, that can be, cause a lot of anxiety. You talked about different profiles. Tiffany, I certainly, she's, she's, you know, project manager extraordinaire, very well-planned. Uh, I am a bit more spontaneous. Uh, we'll figure out if we need a rental car when we get there. Yeah, probably not the best idea because <laughs> she'll say, you know, that there might be not be any Especially cars now. available. Exactly. Yeah. So, now. so having um, having different different tools uh, for your team is is really important. What's going to come next for you guys? The the business had you guys had a phenomenal year last year, which is amazing in COVID yeah. that you had as many signups as you did, and you do have a a, a regulated. You know, you 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 yeah. don't have unlimited new members. Uh, per year. Are you doing anything uh, now that you're a year and a half into the business? What what kind of changes are you going to bring about either to the sales or experience process for your customers? Yeah, um, I mean, that's a great question and a lot of a, a, a potentially long answer to it. I mean, my my sort of 
background in in these businesses is is to go in you 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 start a transformation process you you drive change which i think we've done very successfully over the last 18 months um we brought in some great new talent um into the company we have a lot of really great talent in the company so you know our average tenure in the company is about six years average tenure of, of directors and vps above um is, is 11 years if you can believe it um, and on the executive team this last year, we brought in a, new, a number of new people. We brought in a new head of uh, marketing. She came out of Starwood and Wheels Up. Uh, we have a great guy that runs member experience as well, who, who is, he was Starwood Four Seasons. Um, we, had a, we have a new um, head of engineering. He calls it, I call it IT, he calls it engineering. Um, guy's a rock star, um, new CFO. And so we have a, new, a bunch of new people with, with also a bunch of, of people that, that are, are very tenured with very deep experience in the organization. And so we have changed the playbook this last year. We've, I'm a great believer in driving the business from a metrics perspective. So I focus on really three or four things. I focus on obviously members renewing um, every year in terms of the days. That's the lifeblood of the revenue of our business. We focus a lot on um, on the utilization of the homes because we're a fixed asset business. We need to make sure the homes are utilized, not overly utilized, but sufficient to mm-hmm. um, to ensure that we're covering expenses and making, making margin. Um, the other big one is obviously sales in terms of getting the right number of members in per year, not too many so that we're going to create any compression in the system, but the right people and the right numbers. Um, and then the fourth one, which is which is obviously huge, is member satisfaction. And this is this daily constant um, focus that we have we have on that. And I think all of those things, I'm, I'm really happy with the way we've we've done that. We've been lucky a little bit, I think, because um, you know there's always a bit of luck in these things. Um, there's definitely been a migration towards homes and villas as opposed to hotels um, over the last year. We're seeing a lot of demand for for that. You see it in the real estate market. Um, so we've had some tailwinds with that. Um, but I think we've done a really nice job in, in sort of adapting the business to it. So, you know, so financially last year, we had one of the best years in the history of the company. Um, we have more demand now um, for what we're doing than we've, we've ever experienced, um, certainly in probably 10 plus years um, of, uh, of the business. So, um, so we're in a good position. And, and now the next step is to say, what is next for exclusive resorts? What are we going to do next? And, and this is the cool part of it. And this is where we get to dream a little bit and say, yeah. well, how can we expand? What can we do? Um, and we really have sort of this, there's about four or five components of our business. One of the components of our business is obviously the homes. And then there's the experiences. These are the once in a lifetime trips with members. There's also the private travel. Uh, we also have a hotels component where we work very closely with Peninsula, Auberge, La Reserve, uh, that members can can use. And the other part of that we're building out at the moment is the community experiences. And I think that one of the cool things about exclusive resorts is is the members that we have are just fabulous. I'm not just saying that because you're on the call, but the people you'll meet here are extraordinary. Great stories, great backgrounds, fun people. Um, but they also want to connect with more members. So yeah. For us, what we want to do is we want to grow a lot of this. And you'll see us doing a lot more community experiences. We've, I think we have, and we'll, we will mix some of these community experiences with also events where members can bring friends and we will mm-hmm. get introductions to new members. We've done a lot of partnerships last year. So we're partnering with um, um, with with brands that can drive some of that stickiness. So we partner with private aviation companies like Sentient and FX Air. And we do stuff with Callaway. We've done events with BMW. We did a couple of track experiences with BMW. We have partnerships with Napa Valley Reserve, Quintessa, Faust. I think you were up there at the weekend. Yeah. Um, so we're bringing these great partners together, Flowers they, they have as well. And we want to create experiences that are outside of purely the homes and the once in a lifetime journeys, the, the trips that you do, but we want to have, make you really feel like this is a club where you can engage and you can connect. Um, so really for us, it's about, it's about deliberate, thoughtful um, and structured 
um, growth of the club, not too fast, but something where we can maintain the integrity of the offering that we have and maintain that sort of that unique, um, very close knit culture with our members. And this is to me, it's all, it starts with the sales process and getting the right people in the process. Yeah. But you have to ensure that that culture goes all the way through to every single touch point in the organization. Because as you're traveling with us, the way um, we will get more members is you're going to travel with your friends. You're going to have a great experience. They're going to get me in there and they're going to say, this is amazing. Yeah. Tell me more about this. And, and I want you to be a, a, the biggest advocate for exclusive resorts that you will invite your friends and family. Because if you do that, it's birds of a feather. We're getting people that you like and you know, right. and they're sort of the similar to the members that we have. They get a warm introduction to us. Yeah. Um, and there's that level of, of connectivity. So that's how we want it. We want to grow. Um, and we're lucky we're, we're smart, smart. owned full flexibility. Yeah. No, that, 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 that is a huge advantage. Um, I, I really, I really applaud you James for, for creating the culture uh, and continuing that you practice what you preach as well. I, I literally think I was on, uh, my mobile texting with Carrie when I went to LinkedIn, when she mentioned Steve case, I knew Steve from, you know, founding AOL and, uh, recognized him and I'm like, oh, I wonder who the CEO is these days and and found you. And I and I sent you a message on LinkedIn and I said, hey, I'm talking to one of your reps, having a great experience, looking forward to becoming a member, um, tracking your tracking your sales process and let's chat about that someday. And it was minutes later that you responded. And so you you practice what you preach. The other thing I think that's working for you guys, I think it is, is that whether it's Carrie or Molly or Jesse, uh, they've been in the properties and they yeah, can yeah. talk to the quality of the properties. That's where you have your meetings. Uh, they've been there, uh, they're vacationing there. And I think we have to, as, as marketers, remember again, how important it is for us to know whether in sales or marketing to know what the product does. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, you're in a, you know, lucky you, you're in an amazing business and, and your product is something that you get to really enjoy. There may be some people listening like, oh, we sell this and I'm not sure our sales team or marketing team is really going to have a passion for these products. When they do, and I've seen it, I've seen Marketo sales rep and Adobe sales team, and Salesforce sales team, Eloqua sales team, HubSpot sales, they love their product and they're familiar with the product and what it does for their clients and they can really talk to it authentically. And those reps and those marketers are just at a different level of play. And I and I feel that within your with your team. Well, thank you for, for diving into this. I... You know, as I listen to you and I appreciate all the stories and the insights, um, I'm seeing a company that has thought about the buyer's journey, that really understands the ideal customer profile, um, who's not going to be a customer. And uh, that can be on different ends of the bell curve. You have probably uber high net worth individuals who maybe don't fit the profile. Uh, and then you have people who want to aspire to something like that, but, you know, are not there yet or, or go a different different route. So I just think that you guys are, are you know, I know you guys are crushing it. I haven't gone and stayed at a property yet, as you know, that's coming up uh, next month. But I guess on a final note, I really enjoyed the invitation from Carrie when she was in town and she says, hey, I'm getting a few people together. We're going up to Napa. Do you want to join with Tiffany? And I said, sure, we'd love to. So, you know, not a lot of reps after the sale will follow up and, mm -hmm. and keep that relationship going. And, you know, that that's who she is, but it's also, I'm sure who you're, your team is so kudos to you james for a great job you guys are doing thank you 
Well, thanks for having us on. I really appreciate it. Great to, uh, great to be on. I'm looking forward to having you in the homes and, uh, and spending some time with you in person. It'll be fun. Looking forward to it. All right, you guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Demand Gen Radio. Really take some, some action items from that and think about going back. If you're in sales, talking to your marketing team, looking at your sales process, really take some actions and improve something uh, from this episode. Maybe it's taking a little friction out of your, your sales process. Maybe it's um, you know walking in the shoes of your client a little bit more, knowing about what the product does and what it doesn't do, um, knowing what some of their mental objections are or how to get a deal over the finish line and, and just accelerate the sales process. Whatever it is, try to act on one thing, two things from this episode. And with that, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing. 